0: Welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The BPD. I hope you're all having a fantastic week. Today, we're going to be chatting about how to end a friendship or relationship with somebody with borderline personality disorder. But before that, I need to tell you about my achievement of the week. I had my first panic attack since I hadn't moved out. Check me out. Not check me out that I had a panic attack, but hear my story. So I'd invited my friend round and her girls to have like a little bit of a fondue night I'd had my dinner about half past two my friend was coming at five and we in 20 minutes are eating my food my chest started to get tight so I thought it was just like heartburn and indigestion as you do all this thing that flares up under my rib from time to time and if you follow me on Instagram and YouTube you'll Know what I'm on about, but anyway, about an hour before Lauren got to mine, I knew it were a panic attack, but I didn't want to let her down, and I didn't want to let the girls down, and I also wanted to prove to myself that I didn't need Adam to help me through a panic attack, (laughs) because for the last five years he's been like my go-to person to help me with that stuff. So back to the story, it's getting closer to five o'clock and. Now I feel like somebody's stood on my chest and it's like you're breathing, but no air is actually getting into your lungs. So I'm struggling to breathe. And my hands are always cold. Don't know why, must just be bad circulation. So I put them like around my booby, where my heart is and like on top of my chest. And I tried to control my breathing, but the coldness sort of helped. The trying to control my breathing didn't, but I don't know if it's the same for everybody with a panic attack. But it makes me feel like I need a poo and I need to be sick all at the same time. Because <laughs> there's that much pressure built up inside my body. I know the warning signs enough by now to know that I wasn't going to be able to stop this <laughs> panic attack from happening. But I've still got Lauren coming round, So I was going to text her and tell her to like hang fire for half an hour because I thought I could fight it. But I didn't. So anyway, I... <laughs> Started to get the fruit and the pancakes and all the fondue stuff sorted. All while, like, starting to go lightheaded and still not being able to breathe. And as soon as she walked through the door, she said straight away, she's like, are you all right? And I'm like, no, mate, I think I'm going to have a panic attack. And she went, what do you need me to do? Is there anything I can do? What, what can I do to help you? And I'm just like, no, mate, I think I need to lie down for five minutes before I pass out. I know I said something about put whatever you want on telly. I'll not be long. But by this point, I was light <laughs> My body had started to tingle and I was sweating. And I knew I needed to get upstairs and take my jumper off like sharpish. I got my jumper off and I just face-planted the head. And a, a sudden rush of hotness comes over me. And I could be literally lay naked in the snow. And I'd still be too hot. Sweat would be pouring off me. It's like you've stuck me under a watering can. And then it goes like I'm really drunk and I can't physically move, even though I try to. You know when you can't, you get in bed and you've been out on piss? You get in bed and room's spinning. It's a bit like that. And then it all goes black and you pass out. I pass out. But guess what? I did it. I got through it. My purse, my purse. No, here we go. It's going to be successful. God, we're only four minutes in. I got through my first panic attack successfully on my own. Slash with a little bit of subconscious help from Lauren. Because I knew I couldn't stay upstairs forever. I didn't want to let the girls down. So as soon as the room stopped spinning and my chest loosened, I went downstairs and, I don't know, I was probably upstairs for, what, five minutes Lauren might say it's a little bit longer. I don't know. I didn't ask. But when I came back downstairs, <laughs> she says, oh, mate, you look rape pale. And I you, I thought I would. She said, you look like you were going to die. And I was like, mate, I thought I were going to. <laughs> but bonuses though, now I know if one's coming on. And I didn't think I'd ever get to that stage. So at least now... If I do feel that tightness in my chest coming on, I'm just not going to fight it. I'm just going to make sure that I'm somewhere comfortable. Preferably sat or lay down. (laughs) Go through the motions of the panic attack and... Yeah, a few minutes after I've come round from passing out, like, I don't feel like I'm dying anymore. So I can just crack on. Uh, Can you stop licking yourself while I'm trying to do my podcast? That's right, annoying. Thank you. Love you. Luna's deciding to groom herself while we're in Miller middle of a podcast. So, yeah, brilliant. But anyway, that um, neither of them two things I'd hope to do with this week's podcast. I just wanted to tell you my achievement. Also, how nice has it been this week? It's like 21 degrees today and I always record my podcast on a Thursday. Usually. <laughs> So I sat on Garden yesterday, just typing away. And then it started to drop a bit colder, so I went back inside and I put the last kingdom on. And then I saw Root Trade. And then I got engrossed. And then I just can't turn that sexy man off my telly. <laughs> I really can't. I just can't turn him off. His accent, his long hair, just, oh, everything about him. So, yeah, if you haven't seen The Last Kingdom, go and watch it. Because Uhtred, the main guy in it, is sexy. (laughs) Speaking of sexy people, there's some um, sexy scaffolders across the road. Or, they were there yesterday. But anyway, back to my story, yeah, so I sat on the garden... Then I came back in, started watching The Last Kingdom and then I was supposed to record this episode and I didn't do it because I was was spending time with Uhtred. So if you watch it, you will understand. You will not mind that I spent my evening with Uhtred. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, sexy scaffolders. So across the road, they had sexy scaffolders and they were beautiful. And I went to take the other... I went to take the roofers who were legends. I went to take them... Cup of tea, and I was all walking down the road. <laughs> the sexy scaffolder was like, Oh my god, I've studied that dog shit <laughs> So maybe me, me, me and the nice person that I am I went and picked it up for him. And he got lovely teeth. Absolutely beautiful. So yeah, I are right jealous that my mate across the road had got sexy scaffolders working on her house. I mean, don't get me wrong, man were alright, but They couldn't speak great English and I can't speak Polish. So, I mean, I suppose you are sexy. (laughs) You would understand in any language, would you not? (laughs) Poor, anyway. Let's move on to the episode because that's what we're all here for, aren't we? (laughs) How to end a friendship or relationship with somebody living with borderline personality disorder. And if you don't know what borderline personality disorder is, I mean, you probably do, because that's why you're here. But borderline personality disorder, formerly emotionally unstable personality disorder, is characterised by frequent mood swings, an intense fear of abandonment, and a difficulty forming and maintaining like healthy, stable relationships of any kind, whether that's romantic, platonic, whatever. And I can't sugarcoat this episode for you, because it's an hard one. The person with BPD will feel abandoned, more than likely, like they weren't good enough to be in your circle. And I asked the following question to a few of my friends with BPD, and a few without. So the question was, if someone was to end a relationship or a friendship with you, how would you like them to go about it? And they all said the same thing. We'd rather you be honest with us, even if we don't like what you say. So, have a think about how you'd personally like somebody to break up with you, whether that's a friend or a partner. How would you like them to go about it? Because there's not really an easy way, is there? Whether you've got a mental health issue or not, breaking up with somebody is hard. BPD just makes it ten times harder because... We struggle to control our emotions and what comes out of mouth most of the time. <laughs> and I think it's really difficult for somebody without the disorder to fully understand what we go through on a daily basis. If you have recently been diagnosed with BPD or you have BPD and you don't tell people that you've got BPD out of embarrassment, my advice to you would be just embrace it. Don't fight it. Like, accepting BPD as part of you and who you are is the first step to managing it better. And if you are listening to me, because you've no... Know, well, because, you, yeah, you've decided that you no longer want to continue a friendship with the person living with BPD. Just aim me out first. There's still a lot of stigma attached to borderline personality disorder. Anxiety and depression's more widely accepted. Has accepted the right word. You've only got to ask my mate Google, and you will see words like toxic, manipulating, unstable, gaslighting, (laughs) in relation to BPD and relationships. And it's offensive, (laughs) and a lot of cases extremely untrue, but it's very offensive. (laughs) We're not all gaslighters. We're not all toxic people. We don't all manipulate you. I mean, we are unstable, but three out of four bad, is it? <laughs> we will go to the ends of the earth for you, if you ask. Me, personally, I'm a fantastic friend. I will drop everything I'm doing to come and help you. I'll always text you back, no matter how crappy my day is, or how low I feel. I will always defend you when you aren't in the room. And I remember small details about you. Like, Lauren loved a mixed berry crumble. So I made her and the girls some last week. She said it was lovely, by the way. (laughs) But I'm always on hand as their unqualified therapist. If you need a lift, I'll take you. You need to borrow some money. If I've got it, I'll give it you. But I probably haven't, because I'm poor. (laughs) Anything you want, if I've got it, you can have it. And... Someone with borderline personality disorder will not necessarily be a bad influence or a burden to your life. But having BPD doesn't make you a bad friend. Negative behaviour, hurtful behaviour within the friendship or relationship makes you a bad friend or a bad partner. But like I say, this can happen even if you don't suffer with any form of mental health issue. Because I've got friends with and without mental health issues. And I'll tell you what. I'd want the people with the mental health issues following me into battle if we were Vikings because we're so strong and resilient. Even though we don't feel it, we could take over a country if we we're angry and determined enough. You don't need about a thousand on us. <laughs> but me personally, I just want my friends to like and appreciate me, which luckily for me, most of them do. Anyone that continuously... Continuously? Continually? Continuously. Oversteps my boundaries, get cut out. Anyone that doesn't show me the same respect as I show them, gets cut out. And anyone that bad mouths me, or speaks to me like I'm a piece of shit, gets cut out. But I also need you to remember, from somebody who's got borderline personality disorder, we are allowed to cut you guys out too. Especially... If you do not benefit our life or our recovery. So bear that in mind. Although I said earlier, I'm a fantastic friend. Like, being my friend is easy from my point of view. I don't really require anything. But me being other people's friend is hard work. Does that make sense? Like, the amount of effort I have to put in myself is unreal. And that sounds really bad. But I think sometimes people forget that I have borderline personality disorder. They know I bang on about it every day. I've got a podcast and if I'm ever feeling shitty, I'll tell you about it on Facebook. (laughs) But sometimes I think people forget I actually suffer with this because this is an illness. I ain't got rid of it. I've just got ways of managing it and last week (laughs) and I wish I hadn't said it because I said when you learn how to manage BPD it's a piece of piss. And I am so full of shit because I'm lying. It's a struggle every day to control my emotions. It's a struggle every day not to verbally kick somebody's head in. (laughs) If they snap at me if they're selfish or rude towards me. Like, it's a struggle every day to convince myself that I'm worthy enough to have so many people who care about me and it's a struggle every day just to not cry. Even though I go out my way to help people every day, whether I'm in a good mood or not, sometimes I will cancel plans at the last minute because I physically cannot leave the house. Or if I do leave the house and my BPD flares up while I'm out, It makes the people that I'm out with, and myself, uncomfortable. Especially if I get angry. Because then I get embarrassed that I've got angry and I've kicked off. I have to force myself to text people back. I can become withdrawn from people if I spend too much time with them. And if I spend too much time with them, I'll probably then not see them for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. If I'm in a bad mood, I'll give short replies on text and in person... And I do come across as blunt. I don't mean to. It's just I'm in a bad mood. I'll tell you everything's fine, even if it's not. And I ghost people that I'm not really that good friends with. You know, like old friends from school or something. If they come through to me and want to have a conversation with me, it's like, can't be all stuck. If you were that good of a friend, you'd have still spoke to me for the last, what? When did I leave school? 2008. 2007. So, yeah, a long fucking time ago. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest, I just can't be asked. I have to make myself want to have friends and a relationship because Bob just wants it to be me, him and Luna. I'm oh, Frodo the guinea pig, we can't forget Frodo, which I've inherited. I really want a rat too. I've always wanted a rat, but I know you have to have two. And I don't think I'm prepared to have two rats, a guinea pig and a dog. Although would I Yeah, I would. But anyway. Bob don't want me to have friends unless they're animals. <laughs> and if you are new to the podcast and you've just joined us, hello, welcome. You're probably wondering who Bob is. Bob is my BPD. I turned him into a person because it helps me manage the little shit better. But even when I do have friends, it is a constant struggle because I'll always second guess that look you gave me. Was it good? Was it bad? because bob bob's going to tell me it were a bad luck i'll never know if you actually appreciate me or not because bob tells me every day that you don't you don't appreciate all the things that i do for you <laughs> most of the time i will think you're just taking advantage of my good nature because bob puts that thought in my head from the moment i wake up till the moment i go to bed if you cancel your plans with me I will think you don't want to see me and we have done something wrong because Bob has convinced me that you have now fallen out with me for millions of things that I haven't even done. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Oh, cough's getting better. (coughs) I know I said that last week, but it's nearly gone. (laughs) And... I will never actually know if you want to spend time with me or not because Bob tells me that everybody hates me. So, I know I'm going to get loads of messages after this episode saying you're a great friend, you do so much for everybody and I do, you're right. (laughs) But that's the thing about borderline personality disorder. It doesn't let you see the good side of anything. It's always bad. It doesn't let you be proud of your own achievements or success. It doesn't let you see your own self-worth. It doesn't let you put yourself before others without feeling selfish. And it always makes you think that your friends and family, partner, don't want to be around you. Honestly, Bob's an absolute nightmare sometimes. And I think that's why I only have a handful of friends. Now, anyway. Because I don't think my brain could hack having that many friends. So yeah, it's not a piece of piss. It's not easy to manage. I'm full of shit and I'm lying (laughs) but I am going to do an episode on how to break up with someone if you're the one who's got BPD because it can be daunting, it can be sad and it can be scary when you finally decide that you need to cut negative people out of your life so keep an ear out for that because I think that one will really help. I've had to cut a few people out recently and set a few boundaries of my own, which is next week's episode, setting boundaries. So yeah, hopefully that should help you. But to finish my argument, borderline personality disorder is not easy to understand or manage. So please bear that in mind. Bear in mind what this person is going through because if you find it hard to deal with, Imagine how hard it is for us to live with every day. (laughs) Honestly, we want to gouge our brains out. But saying that, people with BPD do make fantastic friends because we do have the ability to listen. Even though we've got so much going on in our own brain, we will still listen. We still put your wants and your needs before our own. We shouldn't, but we do. Everybody always says, I just wish somebody had listened to me. And we do. We listen to your problems. And if you're somebody like me, I'll help you find solutions to your problems. Like, I'm somebody that's spent their life helping other people, whether that's helping people get an apprenticeship, teaching, getting the unemployed back into work, campaigning for mind, mental health charity, YouTube, Good The Bad and The BPD, podcast, carer, you name it, like... God, that were great list of achievements. Go me. <laughs> Being in a friendship or relationship with somebody like me can be amazing. I'm not saying it's easy, but we are worth it, I promise. Just remember we have an illness. It is not a choice. We don't choose to be like this. We try so hard every day to help and support other people. And sometimes we just need somebody to help and support us in return in return, one return honestly my words aren't going to work today and I'm very meh today compared to last week I'm not going to apologise because that is me that is who I am I'm up I'm down but yeah so hopefully I have tried to persuade you to work on your French poor relationship if not you're a bad person. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're not. You do what you need to do. You do you, sister. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I've never said that in my life. You do you, sister. <laughs> That's serenity, that is. So, why do I keep saying so? I'm really getting on my nerves. I'm sorry, I keep saying so. So, 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 so. Get it out of your brain, Tammy. Done. I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> Ending a relationship/slash friendship of any kind is hard and it can hurt people's feelings, whatever way you do it. I really said it, Dan. I really said it. How do you know when it's time to end a relationship or a friendship? Consider these next points and how they relate to... I'm start... I need to giggle. I have to say so. It's really hard not to put a so in there consider the next p- these next points right and how they relate to you in your situation do you only hear from them when they need something from you like borrow money or need a lift do they keep overstepping boundaries that you've previously put in place like showing up to places uninvited or bringing up subjects that they're not supposed to talk about to make you feel uncomfortable or embarrassed do they use you as a therapist and never return the favour? So it's all about them and your problems don't seem to matter. Do they only focus on the negative things in life? Woe me. The world is against me. Nobody cares how I feel. etc., etc. cetera. Or are they extremely competitive? Do they always want better stuff than what you have? And Say if you went for a walk somewhere nice. They climbed a mountain somewhere nice. <laughs> <laughs> or are they excessively clingy and a little bit demanding and then they fall out of you if you aren't available for every need <laughs> think about how you feel after you spend time with this person does it make you come away feeling good or does it make you come away feeling bad if more often than not you end up feeling bad about yourself it is probably not a healthy relationship from my point of view (coughs) 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 go away consider whether it's situational or not so what i mean by that is do they have a mental health condition that's making them behave this way maybe they're just having a bad day or a bad week but if it is becoming a pattern of behavior or they are just a dick (laughs) they might not be an healthy person to be around At least until they've decided that they want to learn how to manage themselves more efficiently. Now think about your own friendships and consider the points that we've just gone through. And if any of them are are relevant to you and your friends. Sometimes. Yeah, got you there, didn't I? Sometimes. (laughs) I've got stupid now. Look, see, this is what borderline personality is like. You're sad one minute because you're talking about something sad and depressing and then I go on to something else that's to me is funny and then I turn stupid. (laughs) But sometimes you do just need to cut a specific person out of your life for your own mental health. Because BPD does affect everybody around you. It's not just the person with BPD, especially if they're in pity party mode. (laughs) Unfortunately, when I was in pity party mode, I didn't care about other people, other people's feelings. I only cared about not making myself feel shit. And if that meant causing trouble and falling out of folk for no reason, I was going to do it. (laughs) And I was going to do it in style. Anything to make myself feel better. It's nothing to do with you. And it's all about us. I've got friends with BPD who simply cannot control their anger or their outbursts. Some who can Some who take medication, some don't. But what I can tell you about all my friends with BPD is, if I needed any one of them, I'd only have to pick the phone up and they'd be there. Luckily, three of them live close, like, one's my neighbour. Lauren lives up the road from me. And one lives in the next village. But she's just had a baby and I can't see either of them because I've just had a chest infection Although I did go out the other day and I stood outside with a cup of tea. (laughs) So I didn't infect anybody. But being their friend isn't difficult because they know how to rationalise their thoughts and deal with their emotions. And if they can't, they just message me. What I find difficult is when I meet somebody new with borderline personality disorder. And they are still in the, the world is against me. Nobody understands me. Everybody hates me. Life's never going to get any better. Mode. And this is probably the stage that your partner or your friend is at, hence why you're listening to me. I can fully appreciate that stage of BPD. I had a pity party for myself, like I said, for about six years. I'm not judging anybody, but it can be difficult. It can be a difficult time for loved ones, especially. Having a pity party didn't help me in the slightest. Ah, I just pushed everybody away. I didn't. I pushed everybody away. <laughs> I lost loads of weight. I lost my home and got in debt. As you know. So I'm going to presume that they are at this stage. Why else would you be here? Why would you want to end a friendship with somebody that's not a knobhead? But before you actually end your friendship or relationship, one bit of advice I can give you is make sure... You write down all your reasons for ending the friendship or relationship. Write down the reasons why you want to end it. How that person makes you feel. Because we're very good at turning things around on people. And you will feel like it's your fault. But I think, yeah, write it down. Helps you you stay on track. However, if you have just grown apart from this person and it's not specifically related to the BPD, just remember that growing apart from people's alright and it's it's natural. You don't you or them don't have to have done anything specifically wrong. Just tell the person that you've grown apart from your point of view. Like growing apart don't make either of you bad people. I've got lots of friends I've grown apart from. I don't see them at all in person. I still talk to some of them over social media, just like happy birthday, congrats on your new kid, beautiful puppy, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So yeah, always make sure you write down, before you before you obviously go and do it, ending your divorce, in your whatever, just write it down. So when you have decided that you want to divorce your friend or your partner, you've got your little list in your hand, We reasons why. I mean, it might be a big list. Who knows? Who knows how much they get on your titties. So you're there with your little list. And the best way, in my opinion, or the best ways, I should say, to break up with your friend or your partner, in my opinion, (laughs) so don't blame me if it backfires on you, is, like we discussed before, in person. So depending on how your specific person responds to situations do it in person I mean it might not be possible for some people to do in person but in person is the most preferred method of breakup no matter how much it sucks sometimes this person might be too angry or verbally aggressive to do it in person so what you could do is text them and I know I know it's always been one of them taboo things hasn't it like Oh my God, don't talk about that. He broke up with me by text. Get over it. For somebody with BPD, I personally think it's not a bad way to do it. If you are genuinely scared of our reaction or of us becoming verbally aggressive, sad, emotional, whatever, and you can't do it face to face, then do it over text. Say something like, I've tried to have this conversation with you a few times, but it's clear you're not hearing me. Unfortunately, I don't want to be friends anymore. Or, you could go back to old days. I can't tell you tell I've been watching Vikings and The Last Kingdom and Valhalla. But you could write them a letter. We're probably going to take whatever you say personal and to art. So, if you do want to break up with somebody with BPD, I would say write a letter. That's my best advice. If you feel like you can't say it in person, write them a letter. But you can get everything you want to say down on paper in calm, structured, safe manner without fear of being manipulated by the person with BPD because that is always a possibility. And it sounds daft, but the best breakup I ever had was a guy wrote me a massive letter because of my temper at the time. <laughs> he didn't know how I'd react. React? React? God, I've turned it to Jonathan Ross. Jesus. <laughs> it was my first and only breakup by letter. And it did actually work wonders because although I didn't want the relationship to end, this person literally put everything down on paper about how I made him feel and how he feels that we could have dealt with things better as a couple. He didn't blame me, but unfortunately, he said he wasn't the person to help me on the rest of my journey and he wished me all the best. Sounds a bit triogary, don't it? But, you know, <laughs> I can't help you on the rest of your journey. Godspeed. May we meet again. Reference from the 100, if you didn't know. But I thought that woman, I had points to reflect on and work on. And like I said, the letter didn't blame me, but blamed Tammy with an I. <laughs> because that's what I used to say. That's what I used to call it. Like there was two of me. The good one, which was Tammy with a Y. And then you've got Tammy with an I, which is a bad one. AKA my mood swings. Because I would undiagnosed at this point. Tammy, with an I, is now renamed Bob. Bob the BPD. So yeah, write them a letter. But you have to... (laughs) Get your words out. You have to be prepared for them to respond. Because one thing I hate is not being able to have my say. (laughs) Especially at the end of a relationship. And definitely at the end of an argument. (laughs) But at least with a letter, like, we get time to think about the situation and our response... Rather than like you being in front of us and our head exploding with a million emotions, a million questions, which we can't sort out that we want to ask you. And yeah, we just we can't for the life of us get anything out of our mouths apart from please don't leave us. (laughs) So with with that being said, you will probably receive a three page essay, whether that's text message. In a letter response to your letter. (laughs) You may receive. From here. You may receive no response at all. But. If you do get a response. Don't reply. I repeat. Do not. Do not reply. (laughs) Especially. If it's manipulating. Gaslighting. Or just plain hurtful. Just delete. Block. Move on. Tatty bye. See you later. So now that I've like only getting you two bits of information so far and we are what, thirty six minutes into podcast about you thinking, what the frig am I doing here? Why am I here? What's she rambling on about? Welcome to the Good, the Bad and the BPD with Tammy Mortland. <laughs> God. Sound like I smoke sixty fags a day. I don't, I only smoke ten. <laughs> oh, so Number uno, listen, don't argue. And that's it. (laughs) It can be extremely difficult to listen to somebody say nasty and hurtful things about you. And BPD can make us say some pretty disrespectful things when we're triggered. But just remember, we don't actually mean it. We will feel so bad about things that we've said once we've calmed down. Our emotions are heightened by this current situation. Like, you probably feel bad and upset. We do too. But the only difference is, we feel it a hundred times more than you do. Hence why we're kicking off. And we have so many emo- emo- emotions, thoughts and questions going around in our brain. And it's very hard to rationalise and see it from somebody else's point of view when our brain's exploding. When you break up with me, like, there's no telling how my brain will react. And when I spoke with my first proper boyfriend, I was absolutely heartbroken, as you heard. I felt like I was going to die. When I split with Adam, because we were more friends than boyfriend-girlfriend, it was easier. And like I mentioned in season one, episode eight, I had a little cry. i would be fine since. I actually saw him the other day. He came to pick some stuff up from the house, which was nice. Bless him. He looks well. But when the twin decided he didn't want to date me anymore, and I think mainly because he called me boring and it annoyed me, <laughs> I started to throw all my toys out at pram. I said all sorts of stuff to him and I tried to make him feel as shit as he'd made me. And he would just be honest, in his opinion. He could have obviously worded things a little bit better and probably not said, you're boring. <laughs> but to him, my hobbies and interests were boring. And that's okay. I wasn't interested in going to the pub and getting hammered every weekend. I'd been there, I'd done that, I'd got the hangover. But my BPD made me react badly to him ending things. And I really wish I'd handled myself and Bob differently by not reacting. Because honestly, I said some really horrible things. <laughs> but just by accepting that this was his decision and there was nothing I could do about it would have been a lot better than what I did, <laughs> which would kick off like a child. I mean, we're friends now. Seeing seen him today. Get him a wave. (laughs) But yeah, people with borderline personality disorder say things we don't mean and we come across angry. We still feel the emotions of the breakup and it's because we're sad, that's why we're angry. Best thing to do for me is give me space and time alone to sort through my feelings and thoughts. It's a difficult thing to do from your guys' point of view. Say what you have to say, listen to what could potentially be a hurtful response and then you leave. Like don't stay and argue with us. There's no need to go over the past or debate what happened to get us to where we are now because it really doesn't matter anymore. You've made the decision to either not be friends with us or not be in a relationship with us. So don't get hung up on thinking about somebody with BPD hurting themselves because you left because you'll never leave out of fear that we might harm ourselves. And that's not good for anybody. So don't put that on yourself. It's not it's not down to you at all. If you do feel like somebody could potentially hurt themselves though, like speak to a close family member of theirs. Just let them know that you've broken up or you've cut contact with this person. And this person may need a little bit of support. Moving on to number two. Be honest with this person about why you don't want to be in their friendship circle anymore. Don't be nasty about it just calmly explain why you don't want to make that person feel bad about themselves like that's not the aim of the game as somebody with BPD myself I would personally want to know why you didn't want to be my friend anymore because it gives me something to work on in future friendships or relationships and yet like I say I asked the question earlier the people with BPD and the people without BPD all said honesty is the best policy and then we are gonna move on to be ooch and de toi to three. There you go. You've had it in Turkish, French and English. Who knew I spoke three languages? <laughs> Honestly, I'm such an idiot. I think I'm so funny and I'm not. <laughs> but as long as I make myself laugh, that's all that matters. <laughs> so yeah, moving on to number three, you have the It's not you, it's me approach. So if you do really want to stop being friends or in a relationship with somebody with BPD, we all hurting the feelings. We've all heard the line. It's not you, it's me. And an ex-boyfriend used this line on me. But it really was him and not me. Because, yeah, it was him. And not me, because I'm fabulous. But honestly, no, it was him. Um... (laughs) When we next went to an event together in our group, it was like a garden party rave thing. And I wore a pink vest top that said, in big black letters, it's not you, it's me. (laughs) And he about died when I walked in wearing it. He didn't know where to put his face. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Because I'm the type of person that will make you feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But the not you, it's me implies that you, you, lack what it takes to continue being either in a relationship with this person or being a good friend to this person and it defo makes it easier to end a friendship or a relationship with somebody with BPD without hurting the feelings if you take all the blame I mean it's hard to take all the blame yourself when it's probably everything to do with yours, but that really is the easiest way we are hurting our feelings so you could write a it's not you it's me letter (laughs) <laughs> two birds one stone there you go you are welcome but once you have broken up with your friend or your partner i don't know what i'm going to do i'm running out of water luckily i've got about two bottles three bottles outside at bed because i have to come downstairs yet because i'm scrubber but anyway once you have broken up with your friend or your partner i will give you a few things That will help you to move on from that. Number one, go cold turkey. No contact. Forget the reasons that you broke up. You've done it now. Forget all the promises that you made about never leaving us. Because, you know, that's what you've done. You have made them promises. And now you've left us. And that's all we'll be thinking. You might feel bad about it. You might not. But I had to do this with Adam. Because we were so used to being friends. It was a little bit difficult Because we spent all our time together. And it was strange for the first week or two. Because we did speak every day. And I saw him near enough every day. Then going to no contact was like really, really strange. But it was the best way, to be honest. If they do start messaging you. Saying that they've changed. They love you. They want you back. They all do better. Just block the number. Better yet. Just explain that you've said. Or you've got a say on the matter. There's nothing to be what, said or done, to change the outcome. So please respect your wishes by not contacting you again and you wish them all the best. Then block the number and the social profiles because if we can't see you, we can't work ourselves up about you. (laughs) And it's easier to draw a line and move on. Number two, unfriend, unfollow, unsubscribe. One sure way to let somebody know that you are done. And it is a bit harsh, isn't it? Unfriend, unfollow and unsubscribing them, but unfriending them on social media just do it especially if they're a friend that's not that close i mean it obviously won't work well yeah it would work for a relationship just just you don't need to see what they're getting up to if you want to just unfollow them because you can unfollow can't you on um facebook if the a friend that you're trying to do the gradual fade out of just unfollow them or put them on an acquaintance, is it? I don't know. I'm not very tech savvy, as we all know. But yeah, do the gradual fade out. Whatever works for you. But this has happened to me a few times, to be honest. And I don't care. Because they weren't really my friends to begin with. I think if they had been a close friend and I'd have just gone on Facebook and they'd unfriended me, it would have hurt my feelings. But my close friends respect me enough to do it to my face rather than ghost me to think they would anyway but also why and this really gets me nerves why do we pretend that ghosting is a new thing ghosting has always been around it was called ignoring people back in the day and being an ignorant prick so yeah i don't i don't understand why we now say oh this person's ghosted me no they're ignoring you ignoring because they're ignorant (laughs) ghosting god they like to come up with stupid words don't they for things (laughs) to make it not sound as bad as what it is no they are not ghosting you they're just ignoring you because they don't want to talk to you don't give them your time the most important thing if you are going to end a relationship or a friendship with somebody with BPD is to remember that it wasn't your fault Because people with BPD, like I said earlier, are very good at making you think things are your fault. And I am speaking from experience. As somebody with BPD and as somebody on the receiving end of somebody with BPD. Don't question yourself. Because there is a high probability that you will drive yourself mad. Asking yourself questions you'll never get answers to. (laughs) It wasn't your fault. The relationship was probably what, mentally, too much for you. I mean, once we've gathered our thoughts and feelings, we can normally see why you don't want to be in a relationship or a friendship with us. It's not you that you don't want to be... No, it's not us you don't want to be in a relationship with. It's the borderline personality disorder you don't want to be in a relationship with. And trust me, I don't either. I wish I could break up with Bob. I'd be much happier. However... It does give the person with BPD something to work on. If they want to make future relationships healthier and more successful. But ending a relationship with somebody who has borderline personality disorder will be difficult. Even if they're great at managing their triggers. They might suffer silently. (laughs) Unlike me. Who will share it with all of you. (laughs) If. You are somebody with BPD and you're worried about losing a romantic partner or a friend. I'm going to do a full episode on abandonment and how to deal with a breakup. And here's a few bits of advice for now. If you are worried that that's going to happen, sit them down and have a chat with them. Explain that, you know, you can be a handful sometimes, but you really are trying to work on managing your BPD better and you'd still like to be a part of their life. And if they still don't want to be your friend or in a relationship with you, just remember... It's not you personally that they have an issue with. It's how you respond and act in certain situations. This friendship may not have worked out. This relationship may not have worked out. But that is okay. Sometimes things don't work out. Maybe you'll thrive without this person. Who knows unless you try. You can learn to rely on yourself. And that is the main thing for BPD. Don't rely on everybody else. Especially if you go and see a therapist or you have a a person that is your favourite person. You, It's not their responsibility to make you feel better. I follow a mental health group on Facebook and somebody had put a status up saying that they had overheard their is it social worker care worker i'm not i'm not sure what their mental health person anyway who helps them well they'd overheard her on the phone having a job interview so they wanted to know whether they should approach the situation uh, sorry approach the subject with their care person um, because they were worried that they were going to leave them, this person with mental health issues. And what I would say to that is, it's not somebody else's job to make you feel better. It's your own job to make you feel better. And the reason you feel shit is because you are relying on other people. Don't rely on other people to make you feel better. It's not their job. Like, sit in pity party mode all you want. But this is coming from somebody who... One, I sat in pity party mode for six years. Blamed everybody else for the mental health issue. Never took responsibility for our actions. Now, I can sit here and I can say that. It is not everybody else's job to make you feel better. It's in that scenario what I've just told you. No, don't... <coughs> that came out of nowhere. Don't approach the subject because it's none of your business. If that person wants to leave and get another job, well then you should be wishing that person every bit of luck in going forward. Don't look at it as though they're leaving you because they're not. They're just trying to better themselves and it's your own fault for relying on that person to make you feel better. So yeah, that was kind of a little bit of rant and a little bit of advice all thrown into one. But with how my tone of voices, it probably just sounds like a rant and that I'm getting on at you, but I'm not. So, yeah, now, if they don't want to be your friend or in a relationship with you, you can learn to rely on yourself. And that is the main thing. Sorting out your own problems. So, yeah, worst case scenario. Even if you are the problem, at least you can fix it. (laughs) I am going to end the episode on a few stories. (laughs) Because we all like the stories, don't we? Here is a time that I should have cut somebody out. a time I did cut somebody out, and a time somebody cut me out. So first story, at school, I had a childhood friend that was a year above me. I think it was a year, was it two? I can't remember. I think it was one. Well, I was absolutely obsessed with a boy at school. And if you know me and went to school with me, you will know who this person is. (laughs) For five years, I was in love with this guy. He was a very picky guy. He didn't have many friends that were girls. He had, like, three, and that included me. So that's fine. I'll take what I can get. You don't fancy me? All right. But I found out that my childhood friend and this boy were getting together. And it absolutely broke my heart. I mean, I was only about 15, but... (laughs) Watching them together at a weekend, holding hands, kissing, all that jazz in front of me, Looking back now, I don't know why I still continued to be friends with this person. Because she knew I really liked this guy. Although he was only interested in me as a friend. That's not the point. It's just girl code. I mean, we were teenagers, like I say, this was like 15 years ago. And this story is absolutely petty as fuck. But, like I say, just girl rules, it? You don't get with somebody that you make fancies. But like I say, I can't hold it against her. I don't hold it against her. I still talk to her now. She's so lovely. <laughs> oh, like I say, fifteen years ago, we were teenagers. It was just funny. It was just if you if you were in that situation, it it's just funny because I'm talking like I say, it was fifteen years ago. And I can still remember it. And it still it still annoys me. <laughs> But this same scenario has happened to me recently. And I'm talking like last year. Maybe it was the year before. I don't know as you get older time. just You think it was last year and it weren't. It was were five years ago. But second story. One of my now ex-friends knew I liked this guy. Me and this guy had always had a thing for each other. So I told my friend about him. Nothing had ever happened between me and this guy. But that's not the point. She knew I liked him. She knew all about him. She'd seen his photo. So she went blind. She knew what he looked like. She knew where he was. Six months later, I go on Facebook. And I see my friend and this bloke are in a relationship. Uh, I then sent the bloke a text message like, you know that's my mate. Like what are you playing at? Are you just doing it to get at me? And they were like, Oh no, I didn't know she you was your friend. Me 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 me. Yeah, alright then. You've seen me go out on days out with her as if you didn't know we were friends. So yeah, I haven't spoke to either of them since. Told you, cut people out. I Ain't got time for people with those morals in my life. And I'm not sure whether they listen to the either of them listen to the podcast. But yeah, I ain't got I ain't got time for people like. But time for people like you in my life. Chop, chop, chop. Bye-bye. Do you know where's part of it, though? As I do with everyone, I was a therapist. So for to use me for my knowledge and my support and then turn around and do that, I was human. <laughs> but they didn't last very long. Like I knew they wouldn't. <clears throat> but yeah, choppity chop. So anyway, story three. So the boy that was on about before from school who got with my childhood friend... <laughs> So fast forward a few years after finishing school and this boy, now a bloke, would still come to my house. ask for advice on his girlfriends, on stuff to do with mental health. And we went to the cinema together. Once. (laughs) And the bird he was seeing, who is now his wife, sent me nasty text messages. Prank called me. Got mates to text me, ring me. Honestly, this woman was crackers. Did I mention he married her? (laughs) But anyway, this bloke, who I was friends with, for like, what, fifteen year, fifteen year, no, five, six, seven, eight. God, that's a rate exaggeration. What about ten year? Yeah, don't speak to me because his wife doesn't like the fact that we were friends and went to the cinema together like 10 years ago. (laughs) He's not even allowed to be my friend on Facebook. Grow up your dickheads. (laughs) To be fair, though, most of my male friends at some point have cut me off because of the girlfriends. And my point is, if I wanted to date my male friends, I would. But I don't. That's why they are called F-R-I-E-N-D-S. If you are dating one of my male friends, trust me, I know them better than you. Hence why I don't friggin' date them. So with that all being said, let's recap how to end a friendship or relationship with somebody with BPD. Write down the reasons you want to end the relationship or a friendship. Because it will help you feel confident in your decision. Try and end the relationship or a friendship in person. If not, do it by letter. With the it's not you, it's me. (laughs) If you don't want to hurt the feelings. Do the it's not you, it's me letter. Be honest. If you want. (laughs) Listen, don't argue. Be prepared for them to respond. Cut all contact if you have to. Unfriend, unsubscribe, unfollow. But sometimes, no matter how politely you try to end the friendship or relationship, the person with BPD will probably take it personal and feel hurt. That's completely normal. Nobody likes being rejected, do they? Just for us with BPD, it's about a million times worse. But like I say, we need to experience that. As somebody with BPD myself, we need to experience that wave of emotion to learn how to deal with it if it happens again. And as humans in general, we are very emotional creatures. If you don't cry at Marley and me, there is something wrong with you. Or also, if you haven't seen A Dog's Purpose and you don't cry within the first, what, five minutes of that film, you've got no art. But it is absolutely fine if the person with BPD gets emotional because nine times out of ten, they don't want the friendship or relationship to end because we love you. We probably will feel abandoned, but do what's best for you. I will encourage anybody, whether they have a mental health issue or not, to do what is best for you. It is not your responsibility to tend to the other person's feelings, like I mentioned before. You are responsible for your own feelings. Remember the three C's. You didn't cause it, you can't cure it, and you can't control it. But ending a relationship or friendship is never easy. Hopefully, I have given you enough advice that if you have exhausted all avenues to get through to your person with BPD, now you can end your relationship or friendship, hopefully, on decent terms. Like I say, don't come at me in my inbox if it all backfires on you, because I am not qualified. (laughs) I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I am just somebody that has BPD. So yeah, don't come at me in my inbox telling me that somebody threw a plate at your head. (laughs) But join me next week as we go through how to set boundaries for someone living with BPD. (laughs) From somebody living with BPD. Get ready for the hypocrite episode. (laughs) i'm a joking i'm a joking that is it for today's episode on the good the bad and the bpd if you have any more suggestions to add to today's episode or you'd like me to cover a specific topic as always you can get in touch with me on the facebook at the good the bad and the bpd i received a lovely message yesterday yeah i did it was yesterday from a lovely lady just thanking me for my podcast telling me a little bit about her life story which I really really appreciated and I always love receiving messages from people but on the other hand I don't because it means you you've gone through the same thing that I have and I don't want anybody to go through that but hopefully you you feel like you've got a friend you got a friend in me I'll probably get copyrighted for that. Someone will tell me off for singing so out of tune and in a different accent. But anyway, thanks to Anchor for giving me a platform to get things off my chest. If anyone is thinking about starting a podcast, go and check out anchor.fm. Because it's so easy to use. Like I say, I'm not very tech savvy and you manage to air me every week. (laughs) But thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad and The BPD with me, Tammy Mortland. Have a lovely day.